talking to Mike all the time at work. Uh-huh. In front of 400 something plus people. <laughs> and every time I'm always like, all right, breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> it is just me. Get this hey. way a little bit, cause it sound I sound kind of far. Okay. All right. Hey y'all. Hey, welcome to the <laughs> first episode of the That One Teacher podcast, a space for teachers to share their thoughts and perspectives as they critically think about their impact in the world of education. Uh, this is for teachers by teachers, and I am your host Ashley Jordan. And on this podcast uh, today, it is my pleasure to introduce Shanice. Hey y'all! Um, a graduate of the University of Florida and a phenomenal Go teacher. Yes, <laughs> this is my Miami hottie. Period. Um, so welcome, Shanice. Bye. Hey y'all! Yes, Go Gators. <laughs> Um, Shanice, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am originally from Miami, uh, moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana through TFA, uh, currently teach seventh grade English. Um, a little bit more about me, I am the oldest of a tribe, I like to say. <laughs> this is about six of us, it feels like a lot, right? Um, what else? I absolutely love English. I love kids um, in any type of capacity. I've always dealt with kids um, for about, I would say, 10 years now. Um, what else? I just love kids, love mentoring, whether mm-hmm. that is mentoring children or mentoring adults. Um, anything in that capacity, dealing with education. Yes. And um, can we also share a little bit about... I'm, I'm doing some movements, y'all, but... It- <laughs> I'm trying to to do it so that she can just say it. But Shanice is one of the best dance coaches I have ever seen in my life, y'all. We were co-coaches for like, what? I wouldn't say. A couple months. I'm very direct. She's a phenomenal coach, y'all. So that's why I wanted her to share as I did my... uh, Yes, I did coach dance for about, I would say, three years. Yep, three years. And no, 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 girl, not with my new position. That? I okay. really don't have time, so okay. I don't want to be a disservice to my to my girls. That's real. Um, but I'm the type of coach where there is no excuses mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't believe in excuses when it comes to certain things. It's just a mindset. Um, big on discipline when it comes to dance because I know how that transferred into the classroom. Yeah. Um, and if I discipline the girls on the dance team, then I know my coworkers slash teachers don't have to worry about them cutting up in class. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is great. Okay, so let's jump right in. Um, so how did you get? Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Breathe. Deep breaths. It's just I'm you kidding, and me. Y'all, I'm kidding. Listen, if we just get one listener on the podcast, I'm sure that might be my mama. My mama gonna listen. Hey, ma. Hey, ma. We got one. We got one listener out there. That's it. It's just the three of us. That's it. Um, so let's jump right in. How did you get your start in education? And um, also a small note, you said TFA. If you wanna. Mm. In- Break that down for the people who don't know, people in the back. (laughs) So I started in education, to be honest, when I was in high school. Um, And that was mentoring through this uh, organization I called Utah. I can't really remember what the acronym meant at this point. Um, But I would go into elementary schools and help with the teachers that were there. Um, and kind of walk the kids through like certain things that they were struggling in, teach them how to deal with bullying and like peer pressure and all that extra stuff. Because I know that, um, believe it or not, a lot of people don't think that peer pressure is real in elementary school, mm, but it is a thing. Yeah. Um, so I would say I started in 
started there. Um, and then when I was in college, I was in another program where we would go into alternative schools and walk our girls through different uh, strategies they could use to get through different life things, whether that be if they were incarcerated, what they could do next, if they were um, parents at a young age, what they could do, if they were dealing with wow. abuse and stuff like that, what they could do to get through that. Um, and we would call it lunch dates, so mm-hmm. we would eat and talk at the same time because you know everybody loved to eat yes. and everybody you know the truth come out over the uh, the dinner table so food. you know i would That's do that amazing. did that for uh did that for like four years and then i was a part of a another organization that dealt with uh just putting mentors in different schools uh in gainesville that helped with just mentorship so i've been dealing with education for a very long time nice. um so teach for america is an organization that puts people um who have a desire to be in education in rural areas um that need teachers once they need um but would prefer more mm-hmm. teachers um from different diverse areas and everybody knows the teacher shortage yeah, no, so it's a teacher shortage. <laughs> and i understand now i'm in the field. okay who <laughs> <laughs> lord jesus christ Ooh, child, teach Ooh, child. three different periods. <laughs> Talk about you constantly six, dying seven, my eight, hair black, girl. <laughs> gray hairs. I got gray hairs in my eyebrows at this point. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but so they placed me. Um, so I actually got into TFA my junior year of college. I got mm. in a year early. Um, so I was able to choose where I wanted to go, essentially, um, and I chose Louisiana. Nice. I was stuck between New Orleans and uh, Baton Rouge, and of course, you know, your parents freak out when they say, oh, you went to New Orleans, the, the Hurricane Katrina, like how are they bouncing back and things like that. Um, so just getting them to kind of calm down a little bit, stop mm-hmm. looking at the news, because the yes. news makes it seem way worse than what oh, it actually is goodness. when you get there. Um, but ultimately, I chose to come to Baton Rouge because I wanted to start my uh, master's program. So. Yes, mm. which I'm sending you some love. <laughs> You're going to be starting soon. Yes, yes, I'm putting that out there. Come on. 2022 yes. graduate. I'm trying, to, I'm, okay. trying to you, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to be wealthy one day. I don't even want to be rich. Listen. I'm going to be wealthy. Listen. So I can walk to the grocery store. Don't have to worry about no paparazzi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like... Don't bother me. I want to go in uh, Target. Regular, regular, regular. When I saw pictures of Beyonce in Target, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, I think I'm so happy. What was it? Serena Williams, when she was at Dollar Tree, I said, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? So, wow. Mm. But I mean, you got to get your stuff in. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So, yes, uh, I actually met Shanice through Teach for America, my mm. second year teacher, her first year teacher, and y'all, we were had a very interesting uh, mm-hmm. school situation. Yep. Just gonna put it like that. <laughs> um, and Shanice has literally been my sis ever since. Okay, she yes. thought I was crazy when she first met me. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little lot, you know, a little you know, bit, a little lot. I might be missing a few <laughs> screws, but that's okay. And she's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> so yes, I've been on her ever since, and I'm so happy that she has agreed to be on the show. I'm so happy. Um. So, what inspires you? How do you get your inspiration every day? Ooh, that is a tough question. Um, pretty simple. Um, for me, I would say <clears throat> my inspiration comes from just waking up in the morning because I know not a lot of people got that privilege to, to mm-hmm. do so. And that inspires me. Uh, what also inspires me is 
legacy. Like I'm really big on creating a legacy and what does my name say for me when I'm not in the room? Yeah. So I'm really big on that. That inspires me. Uh, that inspires my interactions, interactions with people, with kids, with just anybody. Um, I'll also say family, of course, because I came from a pretty rough background and I know that I am the person that is kind of leading the way for mm-hmm. my family. Um, so that inspires me a lot. Um, I will also say that I'm very aware of there's a lot of eyes on me, uh, give or take. Yeah. yeah. And that comes from like family and friends. So people are like looking at me uh, because I've accomplished so much in such a short period of time. I'm not going to say what it is. Um, but accomplished so much in such a short period of time. So I would say that also um, inspires me. But the biggest thing I would say is legacy. Like what is the legacy that I want to leave behind when my day comes? Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like you've, like, I mean, we've had conversations, so many conversations, and I feel like you've spent so much time thinking about your legacy. Mm-hmm. So what do you want? Do you have, like, a super set thought on, like, what you want your legacy to be? And how are you getting there? I know that's a Ooh, pretty big question. A but deep like, question. Yeah. Oh, let me get the box of tissues at this and point. And that's a little off the script. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... <clears throat> I don't know what exactly I have sort of an idea of what that looks like, yeah. right? Um, but not set in stone because I want people to kind of create that based off the interactions that I have with them. I don't want to push people into this mindset that you know this is who I am, this is what I do. This, yeah. You know, I kind of want them to build their own ideas of me. I would say even I don't really people's opinions are not that important uh, to me, but I do know that it makes a difference on like how far you get in life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I've learned that it's now what you know is who you know in a lot of instances. So that's not really big on. It's like, yeah. what does my name say for me when I'm not in the room? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's mm-hmm. a huge, huge deal. Like mm-hmm. that's amazing. I think that a lot of people don't realize the back end <coughs> work that it takes to even be a teacher. To mm-hmm. even like, how are you presenting yourself in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Like the way you do that is like ultimately gonna affect students and like the work that they do. And I've so, always, I have this written on my wall. Um, in my room actually where it says I want to be the teacher where my kids now tell their kids about how they enjoy being my class mm-hmm. when they was younger yeah so I have that actually written on my wall right now that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah I to share a little bit about me I knew I wasn't going to be the teacher that was teaching <laughs> somebody you know that was, you was my grandma teacher I knew that wasn't going to be me so I am so happy that you are like a part like you want to build mm-hmm. that legacy in education mm-hmm. in the classroom in mm-hmm. the school building like that's huge 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 so um, do you ever have those days where you feel like the whole school is on fire your classroom is on fire your hair is on fire Ooh. and if you do you don't have to share all the details oh, but what do you do goodness. i feel like any <laughs> yeah. person in education dealing with children is going to have days like that yeah and for me and my kids i'm very big on structure mm-hmm. so they know like this is going to happen at a certain time. That's going to happen at a certain time. Or, you know, like the flow, the routine of class. And I think getting my kids in a routine, I don't really have those many days where I yeah. feel like my hair is like on fire. It's more so like probably because I'm tired that day. I'm a little bit agitated, irritated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the kids. It's more so like 
me in that moment and I kind of have to check myself and like step back like okay I'm probably feeling this way because I didn't go to sleep early yeah. or I was up late you know watching love and hip hop or <laughs> you know Real Housewives of Atlanta you know what I'm saying so yes I love that okay, show late. Yeah, oh I'm my late. gosh you have to catch up okay. there's another show too called For Life okay. amazing on Netflix it's on Hulu nice amazing okay, I highly recommend it check the TV. yes um, so <clears throat> getting my kids in those those Routines, I would say, mm-hmm. allows my class to kind of move. It's kind of like a smooth sailing ship. Yep. Um, and when I don't do something that the kids are accustomed to, like if I, you know, break the routine, then that, then that's when I see when all hell breaks loose, and all teachers could could attest to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I do have those those days, especially after I would say recently our kids had uh, benchmark testing, and I'm benchmark oh, testing in the goodness. past. We've let them go home early. This time we was like, we'll make y'all stay. Oh, um, okay. And the kids were... Big bad. All hell was breaking loose. <laughs> so, you know, left and right, it was like, whoo, putting out a fire here, putting out a fire Jesus. there. Jesus. You know, after a while, I was like, I'm just going straight home, left yep. all my things, grab my purse and my keys, and out. I was out the door. So... <laughs> I'm going to head out. Bye. <laughs> like, you know, I'm gone. Yeah. Don't nobody call me. Don't nobody text me on phone. It's on mm-hmm. do not disturb. So. Mm-hmm. Literally anything. <laughs> I mean, but then when, when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, the way that we were conditioned as a child, of course, you know, it's going to impact the way that you are as an mm-hmm. adult. But then I think about like in the workplace, like these things, situations like this happening and it's like all of a sudden we forget that we've been through this type of thing. <laughs> like we yeah. all have had those, even as students when you're like that one teacher isn't here and you're like, oh, we got such a such today. Like we got to in her class. Yes, like girl, anything yes. will throw off mm-hmm. your schedule, you know? Yeah. But being able to step back and be like, oh no, it's because I was watching TV last night. Like instead <laughs> yeah. of always taking it out yeah. on the student, mm-hmm. you know? And I was in those moments that I've learned to get really calm, which actually scares the kids. It's really how ass mm-hmm. backwards that works. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, I've also learned that I don't yell at my kids at all either. Yeah. Um, so when I get their attention, I go into a whisper mm. and it forces them to be quiet yeah. and listen to what I have to say. Um, so when I'm in moments where I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so just like, you know, irritated, agitated, or I'm annoyed uh, because I'm tired, or exhausted, whatever's going on. I always tell my kids, like, ooh, y'all better be lucky. I love y'all because, ooh, today is not my day. Not so. the one. I'm not the one to two. And, you know, like, in those moments, they kind of help you bounce back. Yeah. Or you're planning period, you just take a moment and kind of bounce back. So. Mm-hmm. Where do you get a lot of your, um, your strategies from? Because I feel like you always have these great ways of, like, navigating different situations <laughs> and different experiences. So, like, where do you, where do you get that from? Uh, I would say experience mm. in a lot of the jobs I've had before and because I have a background of being around kids since yeah. I was in high school, yeah. I kind of picked up strategies along the way from watching different uh, educators in the field. Um, just, I would say from experience, really. And I will also say that I'm like a teacher mom, so I'm more of a mama bear, yeah. uh, too, as well. Like, if my kids get upset, you know, I don't yell at them, like I said, I kind of nurture them in that mm-hmm. moment it kind of calms them calms them down so little tricks and strategies i've learned over the years yeah mm-hmm. building, them up, building mm-hmm. them up i don't know if you've seen that video going around on the internet of the little girl <coughs> that was getting her hair oh my gosh twisted. girl i cried oh my goodness i, like, I cried real tears oh my like, goodness because oh it just flowed out of her mouth it, mm-hmm. it just flowed out of her mouth so naturally and her auntie or so mm. like her hairstylist, whoever that is to her, <laughs> yeah. was like her guardian was like, No. Like that was beautiful. I don't yeah. know. It just made me think of that. 
Um, and the reason why I asked you about where you get your strategies from is because um, in my position, I'm telling the folks out there, in my position, I'm actually working with um, folks who are going into their first year teaching. Oh, um, so I'm just like, I'm also trying to figure out, like, I know what I needed as mm-hmm. a first year teacher, but everybody has their different needs. And like, I would say the biggest them. thing is talking to a veteran teacher. That's mm-hmm. how I learned a lot is talking to a veteran teacher or somebody that's been in education for a while. Um, and they, they're still learning as you're learning. You yeah. bring new things to the table and they give you uh, things to the table as well. So just talk to veteran teachers and figure out like, in this situation what works for you. In that situation what worked for you. What do you suggest for me to do? And a mentor. Like having a mentor mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. I feel like. Um, yeah. You know what that takes? Cross collaboration. <laughs> True. Like outside of education, there are just mm-hmm. folks that just don't know how to properly communicate across teams. And it's like <clears throat> eighth grade could be holding some information that sixth grade could be That's using true. to make things get That's better, true. you know? Mm-hmm. So did that just come like from who you are or do you think like there were structures in place at different jobs and different schools that made you feel like you needed to do that? Uh, I'm a people's person. So I'm a, you know, if I talk to you once, you know, you yeah. my cousin, officially yeah. part of the family. Hey family. Hey cousin. You know, every time I see you, it's like, ain't nobody like a, you know, so this is part of my personality. I'm yeah. always, I would say I'm like a giant sponge. I would love mm-hmm. to learn as much as I can uh, to prevent as many mistakes from happening. Yeah. And I feel like that comes from wisdom and with wisdom, comes from age so just mm. come on now mm. dropping these gems just <laughs> go, go you know she's so dramatic i think she's like what in the world <laughs> i am dramatic i am very dramatic okay um so one last question yes ma'am. what advice i think you touched on this but i don't know if it would be the exact same mm. what advice would you give a first year teacher Oh, I have so many things. It's probably going to be a list. The first thing I would say is teaching is your job. It's not your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in education, a lot of times we let teaching take over. Um, and then it gets in a place of our relationship with our spouses, relationship with our yeah. family, like a relationship with ourselves, you know, just understanding that teaching is your job and not your life and having a cutoff time and setting boundaries um, across all boards, setting the boundaries for your parents, setting mm-hmm. a boundary for your your boss, your peers. Like, you know, at this certain time, I'm not Mr. And Mrs. Mix such and such. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, Shanice, I'm just yeah. Ashley, I'm just Linda, Lauren, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, setting that, making sure that's one thing. The second thing is that um, the first year is a rough year, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like being in the middle of a fire and only having like a little squirt gun, right? <laughs> It's going to be rough, but I would say structure um, mm-hmm. is important and routines are important. Um, I would also, another advice I would also say is don't be a yes man. Like, mm-hmm. it's my ex, you do something, I feel like you have to do it, right? Yeah. Like, say yes to everything. Like, yeah, of course I'd be the, the football coach. Yeah, of course I'd be the cheer coach. Yeah, of course I'd be the soccer mm-hmm. coach. Yeah, of course I'd be the, you know, the tennis yeah. coach, you know? Like, do not feel like you have to say like you're obligated to say yes to everything mm-hmm. because then that leads to burnout and then you know it shows up in the classroom and your kids see it you know they feel it your coworkers see it they feel it mm-hmm. um you feel it that's another thing i would say um always have a plan because if you don't have a plan your kids have a plan for you Ooh-hoo. so uh <laughs> you Come walk into now. class with nothing <laughs> them kids go turn up 
You know, back in the day, they used to roll the TV back in, <laughs> in the room. Oh, my God. I remember those days. I used to be, be like, so geeked. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be so geeked when you see the TV card rolling Girl, in the room. I'm trying to tell you, we're going to have a free day. You know? So, times have changed. Yeah. And I would say the another advice is that understand that your kids are humans, too. They're little mm-hmm. people. They go through things. They probably go through things that... You're not aware that they're going through, and just have a listening ear for them, yeah. Um, and build that sense of comfort for them because I have a lot of instances where my kids will come and share things with me that they won't share with other teachers because of that mm-hmm. level of comfort and feeling like I'm not judging them and <clears throat> that I'm actually listening to what they're saying, not feeling like oh, because I'm because they're a kid, then nobody's gonna listen, you yeah. know, or because I'm not an adult, then that doesn't validate like what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. so. You know, that's just, so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I felt like as a teacher myself, like I was always like, I'm here to learn mm-hmm. from y'all just as mm-hmm. much as y'all are here to learn from me. Because, mm-hmm. um, baby, <laughs> baby, we used to be rocking and rolling up in that mud. Ashley's like. classroom <laughs> is truly an experience when she was in the classroom. I tell you that. Yes. You would think it was her versus a classroom full of 30 year olds because she was. <laughs> Be telling them kids and talking to them kids like they not they ain't college or something. Okay. Like, oh my goodness. We're gonna build you up. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start where you are. Mm-hmm. And these are poor little sixth graders. She's just like, oh my goodness. We're, we're going to no college. No mercy. Next year is college. So I'm just trying to get you ready. No okay? mercy. But I loved it. The kids loved her. Yeah. Um, that was. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking back to that year. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Okay, so um, thank you so much, Shanice, for sharing those beautiful gems. I truly, I don't know if I've ever told you, I feel like I told you this a couple weeks ago, but I truly appreciate who you are um, and what you're doing. You're doing great things. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Just keep it up. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know you're going to be the principal one. Like, <laughs> that's the goal to be a principal one principal, day. Like, praying on it mm-hmm. co-founder founder mm-hmm. of a school CEO let's, oh, yes, come girl. on come on let's As do education it education you know they need a lot more people similar to myself you know mm-hmm. and different too you know yeah embrace differences so. yeah everybody's different and mm-hmm. that's just that on that <laughs> Okay, so um, before we close, I have this one segment um, okay. that I am going to call Passing Notes. Yes, okay. sir. <laughs> so you remember, you know, that thing you was supposed to be, wasn't supposed to be doing in class, mm-hmm. and you were doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, tried to switch up your name a little bit. Mm-hmm. Switch up, I used to try to write with my left hand <laughs> so that if the teacher saw the note, then. <laughs> And read it in front of the class. No shame. No <laughs> shame in my game. So I was like, I'm go for it. Yes. <laughs> but this is going to be a space. Passing notes is going to be a space where teachers can write in anonymously um, and just share their thoughts. Share it. Well, they're going to be super unfiltered. So uh, if you got some kiddos around, hit pause real quick. <laughs> they're going to be unfiltered. Um, and it's going to just be a space where we can think through these different topics and mm-hmm. work through it with them and provide like basically a problem solving space. Mm-hmm. I, as a previous math teacher, like I love problem solving. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things to do is to think through different things, the effects on different things yeah. and just bring it all together to uh-huh. like something that's more purposeful. Give it some meaning and impact behind it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into this letter. Um, 
and it's kind of it's not lengthy but you know it, it might take you there because okay. I read it before. So, right, you know, I'm going right. to read the whole thing. Feel free to interact with the letter in between. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's up to you. So, <clears throat> okay, one. Thank you for starting such a podcast dedicated not only to education and wellness, but as well as to creating a platform for people to share their honest and open opinion because I'm ready to show out. Okay, thank you. Okay, cool. (laughs) Carmen Carla, not my real name, but what you can refer to me as. I've been a teacher for a few years in different in different parts of Louisiana, but the same bullshit has followed me no matter the school. I find as a person who not only who had not only experienced Louisiana education, but other parts or education in other parts of the nation, I don't understand how schools in this state are able to function. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do you qualify having people with two years teaching experience in leadership roles? Mm-hmm. Why is math in ELA or why are math in ELA scores so important over the fact that kids can't even read? How do you even expect a person who works from six to five daily to have a life outside of work? knowing that they have papers to grade and other shit filled roles you create without mm. pay. And the segregation. Okay, Carly, you can you can <laughs> deep on this. Okay. Well, let me okay. you know intervene okay. this right. okay. in this letter. Um I, like I said earlier with setting boundaries, yeah. like during my planning period in the past I've learned that I don't need to be in somebody's classroom sitting and gossiping mm-hmm. about, you know, this meeting we have or we got to have that next meeting or the email somebody just saying yeah. that pissed everybody off. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned like during my planning period that I need to be in that planning. So I would literally put a sign up on my door that says that I'm unavailable. Yep. And I'm like actually in my room, like, you know, working and getting things done and just making sure that when I go home, I'm not taking the work home. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very adamant about not taking any work home. Like when I step at the threshold of my door. I am no longer, you know, such and such. I'm yep. Shanice, you yep. know. I'm um, not nobody's teacher. I'm just nope. myself, you know, and just making sure I'm using my planning periods wisely because I feel like in education, we have a bad habit of, so is that planning period? And we go to, our, you know, our girl class yeah. or such and such class and be like, girl, let me tell you how I'm little Johnny was up in here cutting up, you know. Okay. His mama don't, uh, you know, we come to the <laughs> meetings, but she want to send her, you know what I'm saying? So just like learning to like, Kind of go inside your little turtle shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't do that every day. Um, but, like, even if you could take 30 minutes at your planning period to just yep. sit and work, then do that. Don't just spend the whole time just in. gossiping or exactly. wasting time. Or, But, yes, of course, you know, some days you got to go outside and get some fresh air. You know, you obviously need to get something to eat. Mm-hmm. But dedicate time to, like, strictly working and, like, closing your door, putting a sign up or whatever works best for you. And just letting people know that, hey, now is not the time. Like, mm-hmm. I need to focus. So, yep. there's one solution I have to that. Yeah. And even if that time isn't for, like, planning. Because I feel like there are some people out there that don't even get a planning period. Because of all the other things they have to do to yeah. support the school and keep it functioning. Mm. But, like, even if they set aside time, like, each night when you get home, work on do work for an hour. Yeah. Like, that's your planning period when you that's come it. home. Or, mm-hmm. like... You know, get into a rhythm. I honestly, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like I never found a rhythm with lesson planning. I was just <laughs> always like, I just, I would get there and then I'd be like, okay, cool. And then we would mm-hmm. have to go back and do a reteach and then that's, my whole thing would just kind of be thrown off sometimes. Everybody, but you gotta yeah. learn how to be quick on your feet mm-hmm. um, yep. at all times. And then the second part, I know in the letter it said about uh, people having teaching for two years in 
in leadership roles. roles. Yeah. I think sometimes people forget like what other people bring to the table. Mm. Like just because I've been teaching for two years doesn't mean that that discredits the five years I've had yeah. in this leadership role or the three years I've had in X amount of uh, years in that leadership role. So just taking that in, consider- in consideration because yeah. a lot of times people get to those tables and be like, did I really earn my seat? Um, at the table because I know I kind of experienced that a little bit when I moved up into leadership feeling like did I really earn my seat at the table and completely bypassing the fact that I've been doing something like this for years Mm -hmm. like you know just in a different way just in a different way yeah Yeah. so wow and this litter is still ongoing (laughs) y'all so and we return (laughs) all right (laughs) um I read that part. So how do you expect a person who works from six to five daily? I'm rereading a little part. Sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. From six to five daily to have a life outside of work, knowing that they have papers to grade and other shit filled roads to create without mm-hmm. pay. And the segregation. Don't get me started with the lower level of access, with the requirement to grow our kids that other schools yeah. have counted out. This state has a lot to work through. Along with the fact that our worst, I'm sorry, that the worse our education system gets, the worse um, the future adults will be. Yeah. And I don't want them taking care of me. Oh, wow. Carla going in. <laughs> um, if I were to end this with a question instead of making it a rant, as a person who has experienced teaching in charter and public and coming from an outside state perspective, in your opinion, why is Louisiana so behind? Oh, that is. Honestly, That's I don't even have an answer for you. I feel like there's so many different mm-hmm. pieces to the puzzle that play into that. Um, and I think it's more so a matter of like politics and the fact that, unfortunately, people are not attracted to coming to work mm-hmm. in Louisiana. You know, like when you think about, oh, if I'm going to relocate my whole life, Louisiana sometimes is not the place, number yeah. one on people's list. It's like, okay, well, I'll go to New York or California mm-hmm. or Florida, you know, uh Georgia maybe um but I don't know I feel like that's a a heavy loaded it is question and there's like so many different pieces to that that play a role in that and then a lot of times I feel like Louisiana is behind in times absolutely like and so enjoying it like thoroughly just like, like basking in it like, I'm ooh, like if behind. only y'all oh, yes. knew how advanced the rest of the world like, is <laughs> I'm just like oh my goodness but a lot of people are not exposed to that. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't get a chance to go out and travel different places and go to different countries to yeah. see to see that. And then one, once they see it, do they actually come back and bring that information? Yeah. So it's like, child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And even if I were to think about this question, like coming from Detroit, like of course when I started teaching in Louisiana, like I realized shit was different i was mm-hmm. like oh wow it's mm-hmm. before i came of course i did my own research on mm-hmm. like you know state rankings and things like that not that I, that that is a definite answer to yeah. the experiences that i was going to be a part of or mm-hmm. that i was a part of and still currently a part of um but it just gives you insight on like you know what you're walking into That's and true. coming moving here and knowing that like louisiana was like 49 or yeah. i don't know what the, what the rankings are now i'm gonna have to do my research but at one point like 49 mississippi was behind like That's true. and that was at one point mm-hmm. i also did hear that mississippi has grown oh quite yeah a bit. i know a lot of yeah. uh, educators in mississippi mm-hmm. and they talk about the growth too absolutely mississippi over mm. there doing it okay <laughs> tfa greater delta i see y'all i see y'all <laughs> and all the re- everybody else i'm just saying that's my, that's my people <laughs> so yes 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 um so 
Is there any other thoughts on this question? Mm, I just feel like there's so many different things. Yeah. So many different things. Like, it's just Louisiana is behind the times. Mm-hmm. And only when you live here, you will truly see it. Especially if you come from a big city. Like, I'm yeah. from Miami. And come from Miami and moving here to Louisiana, you it's like very obvious clear yeah. say it's like as soon as you get off the plane or out the car or off the bus like, you see it like what no <laughs> um but it's just a matter of just learning the culture and mm-hmm. like what can you bring to the table to push the state forward exactly so. exactly mm-hmm. and honestly i've grown to love louisiana mm-hmm. like who knows if i'll be here in 20 years but <laughs> like it has i've grown to love the going. food and it's showing <laughs> yeah. so i've got to learn how to Listen, give myself on a night you know <laughs> Hey. Eating in the South, you know, in the true, true South <laughs> yes, is so different. Yes. So mm-hmm. You should come to the gym with me sometime, girl. Yes, please, please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So thank you for sharing. That was a... Thank you to Carla for sharing that. I hope that our conversation, our insight has helped you in some sort of way. Um, and for anybody out there, every episode I will share letters that I receive. You can email me at thatoneteacherpodcast at gmail.com. No spaces. If you would like to share anything, um, I encourage you to keep us keep it anonymous, number mm-hmm. one, because I ain't got time for you to be sending me no cash up requests. Talking about, <laughs> I'm behind on my rent. I don't got fired because of what you don't put on this pot. Nah, send me no request. Um, but seriously, please be anonymous and don't, don't share any sensitive information about school students. Of course, I pre-read the letters before mm-hmm. I receive them, before we talked about them on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keeping that in mind from the beginning. So um, any last thoughts before we, before we head out and you do your unit plan? Oh, goodness. Um, I would say you got this, even when it feels like you don't, like you mm-hmm. got this, uh, just know that you are making a difference in, in whatever capacity that you are in. Sometimes it's going to get hard. Um, but just, I don't know, just be grateful for the little things that happen. Like the little kid that says that be excited to see you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have one kid every morning. He's like hauling ass to come say something to me about anything. I'm like, oh Lord, my heart. I'm a high to my mind, you know, but every day I make sure I'm there to see him. Yeah. So just things like that, uh, making a difference in kids' lives. Sometimes we don't see it in the moment, but then eventually we will. Yeah. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, thank ma'am. you so much. And you're always welcome back if you would like to come and chat to the people. <laughs> um, Shanice has named herself that one teacher with a warm, strict approach. And I don't know if you could tell from our episode today, but that is Shanice through and through. Mm-hmm. And even being in her classroom, like, it's honestly just, it's amazing. She's a phenomenal teacher, phenomenal <laughs> leader. And I can't wait to see what continues to come from you. Thank so you. keep it up, that. sis. Appreciate that. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. And we're closing out. Thank you for listening to the first episode of That One Teacher Podcast. See y'all later. <laughs>